episode 36 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? You know, Mike, I'm still better than most, not as good as some. How are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you. Uh, a little hot for my liking, but yeah. North Studio, sunny, and we have beer, so yeah. all is right in the world. The cold beer offsets the... Exactly. Yeah. All right, well, um, like always, uh, we think we have three good we hope tastings. We, have three, we hope yeah. we have three good tastings here. Uh, the first one is Reclamation IPA. It's an American IPA from Ordock Brewing Company in Marquette, Michigan. has 7% alcohol and 70 IBUs. The untapped rating is 3.79 with 6,232 check-ins. And it's the only bottle of the night. All right, so I'm going to, there you go, crack that. <laughs> crack it. There's a little full disclosure to our listeners. We had to retake, although we have not tried Reclamation IPA yet, mine has already been poured, a beautiful pour I might add, in my rusted spoke pint glass. Um, I have to say to the listeners, Mike allowed me to use the not a big deal spit and chiclets pint glass, and I don't even know. If I get a little nervous during the pod, it's just because... You know, I'm just, I don't know what to say. You, you should be on it. I mean, it's, it's quite an achievement. You know, it took 36 episodes to build that trust to use that glass, and you earned it. So cheers. Cheers. Solid. Yeah, very solid. Slice. Almost like a uh, vanilla taste on the finish. Is there anything? Well, I can tell you, Mike, uh, doing a little research into this one. This is actually categorized, uh, if, if this was a real tasting or a uh, competition, um, it's a mid-coast IPA. And I, from what I gather, um, a mid-coast means that there's some um, caramel and Munich malts. It's got a kind of a malty backbone to it. So I think that's what vanilla malty okay. maybe. That could be it. But it's not overpowering, and like no, I said, no, it's, no, on it's, the, it's on the it's on the finish for sure. The, the, uh, the initial taste on the palate is the standard IPA flavor. Yep, I would agree. Um, well, as always, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the pod, we have to turn back the clock and uh, touch on a little something we like to refer to as corrections corner. So uh, last week, and actually I'm pretty proud of myself because I actually caught this one without any of the listeners calling me out on it. Uh, Last week I said that Mookie Betts became the only player with three home runs in a game on six different occasions. Right. So clearly my buddy Dick Fisher didn't listen last week because he would have been all over. He he would have been on that like stink on a monkey, I'm I'm sure. But uh, actually Mookie Betts became the third person to hit three homers in a game six times, gotcha. joining Sammy Sosa and Johnny Mize. Oh, that, so, that makes sense. Yeah, so I, I was so excited that Mookie Betts, even though he's not a Red Sox anymore, right? I thought he broke a record, but he just joined two others. I had a corrections corner. Um, actually, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's one or three or however many times I tried to say DIY in the last, uh, in the last episode. But I think, did you say Larry caught that? Yeah, yeah, Larry, yeah, thanks, Larry. Larry. Yeah, Larry wanted me to bring it up, and then I texted him last night when you were te- when we were talking, 
at the bonfire that where you said, oh man, I'm, I had, I said initials three different times and I started laughing. I said, yeah, I, I was actually going to bring that up because Larry <laughs> pointed out and yeah, I guess you went and anyway, for anybody who hasn't listened to episode 35, Dave's neighbor was out there long enough. He may have rebuilt his house. I don't know exactly what he did. And Dave referred to him as a do-it-yourselfer, so D-I-Y. Yeah. And, and in referring to that acronym, <laughs> at least two different times he went with D-Y-A and D-Y-I, and so he I had it all know. back there. There might have been but some yeah. other um, vowels in there. Oh, and then I guess two episodes ago, I, I guess I didn't even listen to it, but like Larry is the res- the pod editor yeah he's, he's like the he's like the behind the scenes yeah. editor in chief so uh yeah. if we ever go big time he might have to take over the editing and correct these mistakes before they hit the airwaves but i guess like two episodes you did say wimbledon again oh, instead right. of done Wimble, wimbledon wimbledon yeah the brits right they should just change it i think they meant to put a t they should yeah, they yeah. something um anyway before we get into sports uh at what age would you say people start brushing their teeth as soon as they get them so Five-ish. Oh, they get teeth way before. Well, I but a three-year-old's not brushing his teeth. I mean, oh, their you know, own teeth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like responsible yeah. for brushing their own teeth. Like, hey, go brush yeah. your teeth, and you assume they're going to go brush their teeth. Ah, sure, five. Uh, but let's say five or six. Let's say sure. six. Sure. Um, I'm 53. Yeah, according to Larry, I'm 52, but I'll be 53 in, on September 12th. So. so 53 minus six math guy here. That's 47 years of brushing my teeth. And I've recently changed my technique. Yeah. Yeah, I sure hope DJ Khaled knows what he's talking about. I don't know if anybody got. got I don't know if anybody got. I don't, I don't listen to him. I don't know if that's a shocker, but. But it's actually. I can't wait to. It's actually. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna say anything else. If, if the you, listeners are laughing. No, if well, for those who know what I'm talking about, right. otherwise they're like, yeah, move on. That's dumb. I don't know. What you, I don't know what you mean, but. I humored myself with it. Ah. Uh, as long as you're laughing, that's what's exactly. important. Exactly. Fuck everybody else. It's, it's all about me. Um, yeah, sports this week. Plenty of it. Um, once again, I'm going to lead off with the NHL. I apologize to the listeners. In addition to many, 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 many things, COVID has altered, changed, ruined, destroyed. Um, it COVID killed ice picks. Yeah. There's no other. I, I mean, yep. I, I was a 59% success rate. And now, I couldn't. You, you, I dropped, can't, yeah, you dropped I, a couple f bombs last night. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, because I, I thought for sure Colorado, a rested Colorado team, was going to handle Dallas. Colorado's arguably the best team in the NHL right now. Got you know they fell behind three to one and ended up losing the game. I mean, I th- still think Colorado won the series, but yeah. I tweeted out bet them heavy on game one. Well, yeah. if you bet them heavy, you lost heavy. So do you think they're tweeting or texting between themselves, going, "Hey, did anybody notice what Peters picked?" Because we want to throw yeah. that one, too. Well, that's thing, I don't think Colorado saw it. I think Dallas saw it and was pissed off by it and then used it as motivation. Oh, and gotcha. said, who's this, who's this podcast, football podcast, knows nothing about hockey? We'll show him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, hockey, once again, uh, last Wednesday was like elimination Wednesday where four teams faced elimination in the, the, quarter, the conference quarterfinals. And of those four games, the only one that I wanted to end that night was the Flyers Canadians and naturally that was the only one of the teams that was facing elimination that won the Canadians beat the Flyers and Flyers ended right. up beating them to close out the series two nights later but um, 
every, you know, the first team, Vegas eliminated Chicago, so Chicago is the first team out of the quote-unquote actual playoffs. And um, interesting matchups in the conference semifinals. we got Dallas-Colorado, like I said, Dallas up one nothing. Uh, Vegas and Vancouver, they played in game one tonight at 10.30. The Bruins and Tampa Bay play game one at 8 o'clock tonight. And then, uh, for whatever reason, the Flyers-Islanders game series doesn't start till tomorrow night, game one. Um, which, I'm pulling for the Flyers, obviously, as a fan. Yeah. And uh, in that Montreal series, Carter Hart, Carter Hart, I can't say it like uh, the, the rear admiral does, but uh, he became the third Flyer goalie with back-to-back shutouts in the playoffs to get the three games one lead, then he got beat in game five, then one game six. They got grit. I like them. Yeah, they're, yeah they are. In fact, actually, they're, they're, the mascot is nicknamed Gritty, believe yeah, it or not. There you go. Um, so uh, the thing about that series, though, I'm not going to recommend people that aren't real familiar with the NHL to watch that series because if the Islanders get ahead, yeah. it's going to be a very, very boring game. And that's just the Barry Trot system. He just right. you can't get in get a rhythm. Yeah. And get... I mean, if they fall behind, it can get a little helter skelter on them. But sure. Um, yeah, the the Vegas Vancouver series, and hopefully they put some of those games on at eight because the ten thirty start. I usually can't make it up for the whole. But the Vancouver Vegas series should be an entertaining, fast paced series. I was gonna say that's like the Lakers versus the. Um... Trying to think who out like the 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 old time seventies um, eighties Lakers with oh, Worthy and yeah, Magic Showtime, and Showtime yeah. Lakers, yep. exactly. Um, well, there was three hundred and forty five shots on goal tonight, uh, and then uh, baseball. My two picks to uh, go to the World Series: Yankees sixteen and nine. They fell behind Tampa Bay. Uh, they're they're running into a lot of injuries right now. Um, Judge is on the IL, 10-day IL. Stanton's on the 10-day IL. LeMay, who's on the 10-day IL. Uh, yeah. Paxson, I don't think he's on the IL yet, but he was hurt and removed from a start. And I, and I thought injuries could be the only thing that would keep them back. And then uh, my National League pick, the Nationals, to repeat, it's not looking very good. They're scuffling along at 11-14, and 14 and they just lost Strasburg for the year right, with a carpal tunnel or something. they had 60-day IL, yeah. and there's only 60 days left. Right, so... Um, I think it was Carpal Tunnel. I thought uh, that's what I, I read. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, Oakland surprisingly has best record in the American League at 19-9. and, nine, and They the stuck Do- up on everybody. Oh, I know. And then uh, the Dodgers just smoking it, but I can't stand Clayton Kershaw, so I don't like the Dodgers. But they're 21 yeah, 21 and eight. wins. Yeah. 21-8, yeah. a 724 winning percentage. Uh, and I, gotta, I have to mention my beloved Red Sox. <laughs> uh, entering play today, they were nine and twenty, a league worst three ten winning percentage, and I believe they were losing today to the Orioles. So they'll yeah. be soon nine and twenty one, and they were the first team to made it made a deal. They traded Hembry and Workman, who was their closer, to the Phillies. So I mean, they yeah. the Red Sox have already packed it yeah. up. I mean, so <laughs> hey, I got two questions. For yeah, you. Uh, first one, how about those Padres? Yeah, that was I have got. That's what Let's I'm going to talk about, about okay, the, next, the Padres. Okay. And, and then, then my other side. question, you could talk about that next. My other question is, uh, Detroit uh, defeated Cleveland again, so they didn't have another 20-some yep. game losing streak. The bats seem to be getting hot for Detroit. 
they are seven games back, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're in third, right? Because Minnesota's leading the division, and the Cleveland in the second, and then it's Detroit, right? Uh, last I saw, it was the Twins, Indians, White Sox. Okay, the White Sox are ahead of it. Yeah, White Sox, and then Detroit. But I, you know, I don't know. You know, it's kind of one of those situations where you're like, you're saying there's a chance. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Well. They have we'll a slightly see. better chance than the Red Sox because they have a few more wins and they're not in the division with Tampa. But right. But yeah, the, prior to last night, I think the last time yeah. uh, Detroit beat Cleveland, I think uh, Gerald Ford was president. Was I mean, <laughs> Cleveland had won a lot lines. of games in a row against <laughs> right. uh, Detroit. Um, yeah. Anyway, you mentioned the Padres. Started back on Monday. And it, I appreciate baseball's. Unwritten rules, if you will. Sure. I, I, I can, you know, I never was a baseball player because I couldn't hit the ball, which is, by the way, a key part of baseball. Yes. I never played hockey because they can't skate. Again, <laughs> that's a key part of hockey. If you can't skate, details, Mike. You, you know, it's like details. But um. Uh, so anyway, a, a young up and comer. It's too bad he's right now. He's doing it in you know the COVID era because you know I think pa- fans would be going to San Diego to see uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. play. Anyway, he, on Monday, the Padres are up seven runs, bases loaded, and he's sitting on a 3-0 pitch, and he goes deep <laughs> off of uh, Juan, Juan Nicasio. Yeah. All right, so Nicasio is pulled, and the next hitter is Manny Machado, and, and he gets drilled <laughs> with the next pitch by Ian Gabaut, G-I-B-A-U-T. I'm sorry, Ian, if that's not how you pronounce your name. But all right, um, and he was ultimately uh, given a three-game sussy. He appealed it. The manager didn't appeal his one game. He served it. But the reason Machado was hit yeah. is because Tatis swung at a 3-0 pitch with a big lead. All right. Now, I don't. I have no problem with the Ranger pitcher plunking Machado. Right. Because of the unwritten rule. Right. But I, I personally, and you let me know how you feel about it, I personally have absolutely no problem at all with Fernando Tatis tattooing a cock shot on a 3-0 pitch with a 7. I mean, strange things happen. What if the Rangers would have scored 15 runs at the bottom of the well, inning? Well, look at the Tigers against, uh, was it Cleveland? No. Who was who did the Tigers tee off on halfway through the, or was it Boston? No, they haven't yeah. played Boston yet. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't this know. This was like three or four four nights Pittsburgh. ago. It was Pittsburgh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. They, they had like eleven runs in the first inning or whatever. Or I don't. Like that. Well, this is the one that they were down five nothing in the fifth, okay. and the Tigers all of a sudden start right. Yeah, so and no end up winning the game. So you don't know what's going to happen. And that's what and I mean. You throw a meatball right down exactly. the middle. Come on, dude. Especially a young kid, and it's like, and he just tees off on it. Yeah. Now, if this is a savvy veteran or somebody like that, you know that you like you know he knows better or it's a first year guy that's it, excited and he's got a meatball coming at him but baseball is a numbers game and I saw so even okay so maybe maybe Mike Trout or Aaron Judge does take a pitch because they're up seven runs but I you know I'm all about the stat I mean you know after all you know, like as ESPN right. once said you know the ch- chicks dig the long ball so you're gonna <laughs> groove one right you know, don't get yourself in a 3-0 count. Right. I mean, you know, that a 3-0 count is a hitter's count for a reason because the hitter knows it's coming. Right. So, but then again, like I say, some people have a problem with the guy throwing it. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that either. You well, stick maybe, up for your too, teammates. he's sitting in the batter's box saying, okay, it's 
if I jack this one, you know, I'm going to get at least two more ads. I'm going to oh, get yeah, some more sure. sponsorship. Yeah, you know? especially the young guy. I think he, the, Fernando Tatis Jr., he's probably still just thinking chicks dig the long ball. <laughs> so um, what's even more amazing on that is the Padres, that was a grand slam on Monday against yeah. the Rangers. Yep. Tuesday, the Padres hit a grand slam against the Rangers. Right. Wednesday, the Padres hit a grand slam against the Rangers. And Thursday, the Padres hit a grand slam against the Rangers. No, everybody, your your uh, listening device isn't skipping. That was four straight nights with a grand slam, and the Padres became the first team Ever. to hit grand slams in four straight games. Four straight games. So wow. you, you got to wonder what's up with. I mean, talk about getting is that, you know, is that part of the talk process? about getting tight asses when, when your pitch is like, look, <laughs> man, throw, you know, throw a strike. Or, you know, you, you don't have yeah. to groove them. I mean, right. you know. Yeah. Well, so, you know, kneecap it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, do something with it. But, yeah, you, you know, bait, I don't even know if the Red Sox have had the bases loaded four four times yeah, this year. Right. Um, but I think that as far as sports go, that's really all that happened this week, unless I'm missing something that you want to bring up before we rate Reclamation IPA. No, I mean, you know, maybe there's a few things to talk about uh, in the second tasting about the NFL. Um, and then, but I'll just, a real quick mention with golf, uh, how fickle the game is or – whether players kind of, you know, they've got a because of their sponsorship uh, contracts, stuff like that, they have to show up to tournaments. <clears throat> but like in this week, uh, in the Northern Trust Golf Tournament, it's another shootout right now. Last I saw, and I'm not looking at a score sheet right now, I think they might still be finishing up. But um, uh, Dustin Johnson, DJ, was 28 under par with 12 holes to go. That's not bad. That's freaking, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's like putt-putt. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like putt-putt. <laughs> but, okay, so it, this is, and, and Harris English was 21 under par. And you're like, who? Exactly. He's my next door neighbor. Yeah, exactly, right. So, But, you know, um, Kevin Kisner, another name, he was 16 under par. But here's here's the, the, the story that nobody's looking at, or maybe some people are looking at, the ones that didn't make the cut. Okay, the cut was at three under. So if you got guys shooting minus 28, minus 21, right. obviously it's a turkey shoot. Uh, but you have names like Champ, Varner the Third, Spieth, Lowry, Finau, DeChambeau, Mickelson, Morikawa, who just got done winning the PGA Championship, Jim Herman, who just got done last week winning the uh, Wyndham, and Jason Day didn't make the cut. So I'm thinking, like, you got these guys that are, you know, basically, you know, almost shooting, you know, six, seven under par every day right. easily, and you can't make a three under par yeah. cut. I think they wanted the weekend off. That's my. Well, yeah, or they could see the writing on the wall because, you know, because if you make the cut at three under, you're only 25 strokes off the lead. I mean, right. you know, you're going to have to kill the guy to get back well, in the Well, then you got to respect Tiger Woods a little bit because he just made the cut at three under, and he's still chugging along at six under or something. And more than likely when whatever you said the guy's name is, that when it, he'll be the lead story. A Tiger Birdie, oh, he the was. 17th. He was the lead story, how shitty he was playing. Yeah, so, yeah. so the guy's 28 under par, and they lead with Tiger Woods, bogeyed five straight holes. Oh, yeah, in the last 20 years, it's gone from yeah. the highlights of Tiger Woods to the lowlights of Tiger Woods. Yeah. All right, we're going to rate it? Yes, sir. Uh, your first, I as am. we said, healthy amount of check-ins at 6,200, and mm -hmm. uh, those, those folks rated – Reclamation IPA at a 3.79. What say you to that, Dave? What do I say to this? I'm going to say one thing. 
unbelievable drinkability. Uh, this has a very, very high drinkability uh, rating to me. And so I'm going to go 3.85. All right. I think the ONTAP, uh, ONTAP listeners, maybe somebody on ONTAP listens to us, uh, the ONTAP crowd, as well as yourself, uh, right in the, the, the right neighborhood. Uh, the drinkability, is, you hit the nail on the head with the drinkability. Uh, 3.81. 3.81. All right. Kudos to Reclamation IPA from Ordock Brewing Company in Marquette, Michigan. Okay, Mike, well, we're going to go from Marquette, Michigan, all the way down to Holland, Michigan, to Big Lake Brewing. Brewing? Did I say that right? Brewing. Yeah. That's... At this point in the pot, it gets tough to enunciate. So. Yeah, and that's always such a brewing and brewery. Yeah, yeah. We've explained <laughs> that before. I... Where so, they make the beer. Yeah. Where they... <laughs> so this is the Hazy Hiker. Now, on the can, it says Hazy Double IPA, but if you go to Untapped and you try to try to research it, it's an Imperial Double New England IPA. Now, i got to ask you, Mike, are you lactose intolerant? I was just going to say, hopefully you're not, because it, it does have lactose in it. But no, I am not lactose intolerant. All right. So this should be a hit, then. <laughs> so here we go. Back to a can. Crack it. And a full pint. Yes. It's a full pint. Pints are better. That's what she said. <laughs> but I'm pump. And it takes a little bit longer to pour. Look at there. Nice. One of my weaker efforts of the past, not horrible, but one of my weaker efforts lately, we've been coming pretty good professionals. Very, 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 very. hazy. Oh, yeah. But then again, I mean, it. the name of the beer is Hazy, hazy. Hiker. Yeah. So you would think it would be hazy. All, All right. right. Cheers. Cheers. Now I gotta get your take on this one, Mike, because I researched this one a little bit too. Here, let me. What is that? I'm gonna tell you what it is, because I really spent some time on this one. Larry, you'll be proud. Tell the story. Alright, so with the lactose in there, plus it's got sabro and something pronounced it. it couple different pronunciations of this uh raku or roku depending on i i couple different youtube videos etc but that uh i'm gonna pronounce it raku r-a-k-a-u raku hops okay um this hop gives it a kind of a raspberry berry um the, the i had one uh one of the videos i saw uh the way they described it said it's kind of like the whole orchard as far as that kind of a flavorful fruity new england because by 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 definition new england is more tropical right. fruity you know no I, no i don't get that and actually it's funny and You're, obviously this can't be i the, thought that's what you were so no that's, perplexed by this can't be the case because it would have mentioned it in there it's different though isn't it's it? it's very different but good. There's, isn't there a bourbon taste to this? It's almost like a, 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 a <laughs> no. bourbon. I, there's a really yes. Huh. Yeah. Well, eight percent, eight percent ABV, eight percent alcohol by volume with thirty IBUs. Only thirty IBUs. On the finish, I get like a bourbon bourbon barrel taste. 
That okay. So whatever's going on in here with it, I mean, it's hitting our palate uh, different because I get nothing yeah. like that, and I get nothing fruity there, like the really? roku or whatever you said, which is yeah. a berry. There's no berry taste in this at all to me. Wow. So this would be a good one, listeners. If you get the hazy hiker, you can kind of like, uh, if you tweet, email, uh, Facebook, let us know. You know, if you see what you think about this. Um, you know, if if you have like a a mic palette, or if you have something more like my palette, which is tasting, this is again, this has got I'm a very go- high drinkability. I'm going to Google Sabro and see what that is. Okay, but yeah, it's very drinkable, but it's just almost a hint like a, uh, a backwoods bastard. Really? Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get nothing yeah, like that. Yeah, I do. So anyway, are you sure it isn't the chips that were? No, the chips are a lime taste, so that would be a fruity taste. Well, isn't taste. it jalapeno lime? Yeah, but jalapeno's not bourbon tasting. No, it's spicy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. Or maybe you don't get the. Maybe you have COVID because then you have your taste is My gone. My taste is gone. That's <laughs> that's possible. This day in sports, August twenty third. What do you got? August twenty third. What do I have? Well, this is kind of a fun one. Nineteen fifty three. Phil Gate. Phil Great, sorry, G-R-A-T-E, Phil Great, sets the record for throwing a baseball, now get this, 443 yards and three inches. He chucked that ball. That's a long way. Where did he, uh... I didn't fact check it, okay. I don't know. So you, there was no reason behind it, like he just was out there and just gave it's it It's kind of one of those Guinness Book, like, uh, you know, dumb things to stick in the back of your mind. If Fair. someone ever yeah. says, yeah, nobody can throw a baseball 400 feet... <laughs> Now, wait, you said yards. Is it feet or Did yards? Did I say yards? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Feet. Okay, yeah. 400. I was going to say 400 yards. Is, yards I was is that, like, yeah, he really whirled that ball. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, my first one. He must have been a, a DYA guy. Yeah, or yeah, or the uh, Steve, uh, Steve, Steve Austin. Austin. Yeah. Um, mine, on August 23rd, most of our listeners probably are not going to remember this because it happened in 18... 18- 83. No, I didn't misspeak. 1883. Gave this really for three reasons. Number one, it was the first on the list. Number two, I want to say this is the oldest this day in sports we've mentioned at 1883. I would bet that. And number three, I like the fact that they changed it. But anyway, I'm not even going to be math guy and do the do the years here. Sure, I will. 117 and 20. <laughs> uh, 137 years ago today. That's a long time ago to Yeah, 137 okay. years ago today. The Philadelphia Quakers make 27 errors against the Providence Grays, and that's G-R-A-Y-S, in a 28 to nothing shutout defeat at infamous Messer Street Grounds. So must was, it, a, was it a middle school team? No, they were two MLB teams. Okay. And, oh, what makes the other, the third and final reason why I picked this is because it the 27 errors is a tad misleading because wild pitches, walks, and pass balls were all scored as errors oh. in the MLB prior to 1888. Ball? Pass balls. No, I thought you said balls like... Wild pitches. Wild pitches, pass balls. And okay. walks. And walks. All right. So you wonder how many errors they really had because, I mean... Sure. You know, 27 is still a lot. Yeah. I mean, you know... You figure if you, if you made five actual errors, that leaves 22 walks, pass balls, and wild pitches, which still is a yeah. lot of pass balls, wild pitches. So making but. my major league reference, if they had Dorn on the mound, 
Yes. Yeah, that would be a lot of errors. What else you got, Dave? In 1970, so what do we got? 30, 50, 20, 50, 50 years, years ago. ago yeah, 50th anniversary, Roberto Clemente compiles his record second straight five-hit game. So if I'm in, you know, if well, basically, well, I could have been. I don't have an actual, whatever. Yeah, I would have seen this, but I would have been like uh, 8, 20, 22. And uh, so I would have been 45 days old. I'd have been 45 days old uh, watching this game going, holy shit. I'm gonna, I want to watch tomorrow to see if he gets a third straight five-hit game. That's pretty that's, honestly though. Kidding aside, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, five. Yeah, ten hits in two days. There are players that will go. Hope they get two or three week. weeks that don't get ten hits. <laughs> right, and they uh, get paid. Oh yeah, millions. Yeah, more than Clemente did. I was my next uh, TDIS is four years prior to that on August twenty third, nineteen forty six. Seventy four years ago today, the thirteenth annual NFL Chicago All-Star game was played at Soldier Field in Chicago and the Collegiate All-Stars beat the Los Angeles Rams 16 to nothing in front of 97,380 fans. So in 46, 1946. Yes. 90 some thousand people showed up to Soldier Field to watch the Now this was a I'm 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 going to be honest. I kind of saw this, and I was very intrigued yep. by it, uh, so I researched it a little bit. Um, so you've got uh, Arch Ward, who was the Chicago Tribune uh, sports writer and part of the Chicago Tribune charities. So they raised money for sh- local Chicago charities and yada, yada, yada. So they started this college all-stars versus the pros uh, game. Arch Ward was also the guy that started the – Major League Baseball All-Star. Major League Baseball All-Star game. So so they got this game going, and, and like the one you're talking about, I'll just give you a few stats if those of you that are listening uh, are curious. Uh, in the 42 years that they played this game, the NFL won 31 games, lost nine, and tied two. So nine of those games, the college All-Stars, and these are kids that just graduated, they, they would be – considered uh, rookies going into their rookie season in the NFL right they would play the they would play the NFL champions from the year before so this was during a time though that I you know from what I understand right now you know preseason exhibition people just play and it's a lot of offense and nobody wants to get hurt yada 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 well apparently back during this time exhibition games meant something Um, Vince Lombardi and the Packers they went 42 and 8 in preseason exhibition games during the five NFL championship seasons that they had. So they were they were pretty serious about winning those games. The 1969 Chiefs went 6 and 0 before winning the Super Bowl in 1969. So you're I'm just saying that so everybody understands like hey, they took these exhibitions pretty seriously. So, you know, in your case right there, especially like in um, in 63, the All-Stars embarrassed Lombardi and the Packers. 20 to 17. So if you can imagine during this time, you know, Vince Lombardi, can you imagine his champ world championship Packers team getting beat by a bunch of college all-stars? What do you think he did in the locker room? Yeah, he probably wasn't happy. But, like, of the nine wins, so how long did this thing last? 40, 42 years. 42 years. 
there was no game in 74 because the NFL had a strike. But Correct. So in 42 years, I, I thought I read where five of the wins came in the first 13 years. Correct. And only four came in the last. Well, uh, in the last yeah. 29 years, 1963 they, might have been the last yeah. year the college kids won. Like the last 17 years that they played this thing, right. the NFL won, and it probably got to a point. I didn't research the last few games. It probably got to the point where the NFL guys were getting so good. Well, um, some of the earlier games were more competitive because, uh, like, 34 to 44 range. Yeah. Because the NFL wasn't integrated, whereas college was. Gotcha. And in college, could use any player in the NFL. Had to use those players on yeah. their team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gotcha. So I actually, like, when I read that, it said the 13th annual. I'm like, 13th annual All-Star game. So I, I researched as well. I guess, like, in the first part of that, like, the thirty from 35 to 50, there were a lot more. There were a lot of these leagues, but there was more regional. So, like in oh, Washington, there were a lot of yeah. these exhibition yeah. games where they were doing college kids, but they were regional, right? right smaller. So, but yeah, so that's uh, and then obviously to this, I always hate the argument like, oh, Alabama would beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's say the Cincinnati. Well, that's why I was so intrigued about this because I've always heard there's no college right. team, well, or even the college all-star team you could put together this in this day. That could beat an NFL team, and I I will, I will agree with that because you got to remember in the in the 30s and 40s the NFL NFL players had actual jobs too because the NFL the NFL isn't the juggernaut it correct the NFL wasn't the juggernaut that it is today so guys I mean there was no training program it was like okay sure. season's over I got to go to work right I got to <laughs> actually make money to feed my family because I'm not making shit playing football right and then you know gradually that's turned around. Kind of like the guys on the team in Slapshot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and listen to the fucking song. <laughs> Machine stole my quarter, coach. <laughs> hey, guys, got my quarterback. <laughs> uh, I'd rather have them playing with their toys and playing with themselves. Hard I, I, could, I could actually... I could, as hard as Little Stone. I actually could go off on the... Let's just do a podcast reciting Slapshot lines. <laughs> I wonder how many that. people would click. We, we might step on the Don't Forget the Popcorn uh, pod, though. Yeah, that's true. Unless they're going to do that. We'd have to see if they've done Slapshot before. I don't think they have, but I'll mention I'll shoot it out to D- uh, Dave. They did their uh, Guilty Pleasure Movies podcast on Friday. I listened to it. It was, it was a good listen. Enjoyed it immensely. My Guilty p- Pleasure, like I told, uh, tweeted out that my Guilty Pleasure movie is Clerks. Although I was surprised that on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like 88% critics and 89% listeners. And I was thinking, wow, I can't believe the critics rated Clerks that high. But yeah. Um, it's just, it's just so, it's just such juvenile humor that even at 53, yes, Larry, 53, sorry, buddy, you're 53 too. I still get a chuckle out of like the scene where she tells him their escapades <laughs> and she's walking out and he yells out to try not to, on your way to the parking lot. It's, it's just hilarious. I love it. It's just juvenile humor. The guy sitting there inspecting the eggs. <laughs> How much are these videos? And there's flashing lights pointing down 99 cents. It's just so stupid. It's funny. That's my guilty pleasure. I've seen movie. it once. I've That's seen my it once. guilty pleasure. It's been pleasure a long movie. time. Oh, before we rate Hazy Hiker, yeah. politics. We're not going to talk politics. I don't care who you vote for, what you vote, what you do. That's not my question. Mm-hmm. Are you a guy? Oh, hey, it's your constitutional american right to vote you got to vote go vote go vote go vote right or not i've never 
Yeah, I've, never jumped on your, the, yeah. I've never browbeat anybody to do it. So I guess I would say I'm not. I would I would hope that everybody would, See, but I've never taken action to make sure everybody does. Well, my question, the reason I brought it up is I always get like, oh, you you didn't vote? What's the matter with it? Then you're part of the problem. It's like, all right, so what? what's worse, somebody not voting or somebody going to the poll? Oh, yeah, and doing connect the dots. Yeah. You know, because you know, what what if you vote for John Doe as your uh, sure re- Republican candidate for the House of Representatives, and his stance is, "I'm going to murder all children under the age sure. of five. Like, and then you know, like it's like, oh, and you're like, and you're like, yeah. what? I didn't vote for that. I didn't. Like people who do a straight ticket and don't even pay attention, right? Regardless of their party, right? Yeah. So I mean, so that's what I'm saying. So all right, so I voted for that guy who's going to kill all children under five. But you didn't vote. So who's worse? In my opinion, I'm worse. Because, like, why would you vote for somebody whose platform was going to murder all children under five? That's right. just crazy. Right. No, so I, I would, yeah. If, so, and I don't follow politics. Sure. So it's like, I, that's why I don't like the pressure. Yeah. To, well, you got to vote. I don't have to do anything. I don't even know what I'm voting for. Fuck, I can't even understand half the language in the fucking thing. And I consider myself a fairly intelligent individual. Right. I, I, I go and I vote. All right, maybe moderately average intelligence. <laughs> I go and I vote. You know, I, I pay attention to some of it, and I vote for the things that I know. You know, so I... So it, you can leave shit blank? Oh, yeah. See, that's how dumb of a voter I am. I thought I thought if you're in, you're in. Oh, no. I, I, there's, I always leave someone blank because I'm like, I don't know who this person... I don't know who this idiot is. What about the person that's running against nobody? Why is that even on the ballot? Uh, I think just- because... It, it, because it has to be. All right. Well. Yeah. Anyway, enough politics. But hey, yeah, go. Uh, can I just throw in a uh, something you I can wanted? Do anything you want. This is your pod, right. Dave. Let's go. All right. Shoot it. So last week I forgot to mention. I don't know if I forgot to. We just had a full docket and it kind of got pushed to the end and didn't get mentioned. But I'm telling you what, Shelly and I went up north, uh, and someone suggested we go into Cadillac and go to Clam Lake Beer Company. I'm <laughs> Using <you> what. clam. <laughs> Um, we went into Clam Lake Beer Company. Great atmosphere, amazing food. They had their their own brews, one, two, three, four, five selections. Um, I had a flight of four of them. And then they had 35 other beers on tap. And so uh, just real quick running down some of the ones that they had on tap. These are, the, these are some of the ones that you will know. Uh, they had Bell's Two-Hearted. They had Revolution Anti-Hero. We like that one. I think we rated that one yes. high at one point. And then uh, they had, um, what do they got coming down? Here, here, a couple that they had coming the following week. They had Black Rocks, My Kiss. That's out to you, GK and Mallory. Um, I should have waited. I should have went back to Cadillac to try that one because I still haven't tried that one yet. Left Hand Galactic Cowboy Nitro Imperial Stout. You remember that one? Yep. We rated that one 4+. Plus. And then Mitten Brewing West Coast Swing Amber. Um, that's a good one with the also the Mitten Peanuts and Cracker Jack. Now, the ones I had, I had the Clam Lake uh, Lager's Daughter, the Clam Lake Orange Beer Bro. That's what it's actually called. Now, the Clam Lake Raku Hopped Lager. That's that hop that I was talking about that we had today. And then the Clam Lake Graveyard Palm. All right, so... Those were those were really good. Um, not so much. I didn't like the Clam Lake gra- Graveyard Palm. It had a little bit of a roasted finish. It was a coconut porter. That one probably was my least favorite, but not horrible. 
My most favorite was the Clam Lake Logger's Daughter. That was a really good one. So uh, the other ones we tried in the, in the flight were the Jolly Pumpkin Oro de Calabaza. That kind of had a almost a brute taste to it, like a champagne wine finish to it. That was one of their specialty beers they had on tap. Paw Paw Jake's Vanilla Bean Porter. That was pretty good. Had a good vanilla start. What else did we have? Mitten Mango Gold. Very fruity. Very sweet. Almost too fruity wine cooler-ish. So that was the Mitten Mango Gold. But anyway, the food was amazing. If anything else, you go for the food. But that's uh, Clam Lake Beer Company well, in Cadillac. What food did you have? We had actually the uh, the dill pickle uh, pizza. Okay, that's Dill right. pickle chicken that. pizza. And it's oven, it's a brick oven. So the crust is amazing. All right. And in case you're wondering, I was looking I was looking at my phone. I, was, I wasn't ignoring you. I was doing research before yeah, we rate this beer. And I still don't get it. Maybe I'm the one with COVID because I told the, I said I was going to Google it. Yeah. And I Google it. Reportedly... Sabro exhibits an intoxicating and complex blend of fruity and citrus flavors. I don't get any fruit or citrus <laughs> in there. There's like a bourbon whiskey taste to it. Yeah, I don't know. But I, but I guess that wouldn't be COVID. COVID is no taste. No taste, right. So, I mean, there's no fruit whatsoever. Yeah. And I, I, I'm just baffled by it. But anyway, so that's why I wasn't not paying right. attention to the Clam Lake. I was like, this. there's fucking got to be bourbon barrel or <laughs> so something. So I'm going to still challenge our listeners to tweet, email, uh, put on the Facebook page, see what yeah. you think. If you can try this Hazy Hiker from um, Big Lake Brewing, Holland, Michigan. Let's rate this. Yes, sir. Um, Your turn. Yes, to go my, first. I go first. Well, as I've mentioned like many pods ago, you, I can't rate it against the hundred beers we've tasted. I kind of go on like the second one versus the first one, the third one versus the second one, the first one. I rated the first one Reclamation IPA at 3.81. If I come over to your house tomorrow mm-hmm. and there's one of each in the fridge and we're going to have another another beer just sit poolside at the South Studios and talk this, that, and the other. Yep. And, hey, Mike, I got one and one. What one you want, I'll have the other. I'm going to take Hazy Hiker. So if I rated Reclamation at 3.81, I am going to – I'm not going to go the four that on tap did, but I am going to go – 3.90 on the Hazy Hiker. I This is, like I said before when I started this, um, amazing drinkability. I, I'm going to rate it on that a little bit higher than the Reclamation uh, just because it's it's got a lot more flavor. I'm going to go 4.00. So you went right with the untapped. Yep. Well, Mike, we are going to kind of zig when we should have zagged and go to alpina michigan we've got dad's shoes hazy ipa from austin brothers beer company in alpina it's got seven percent alcohol 50 ibus the untapped rating uh they like this 4.09 but with only 567 check-ins i think it's a relatively new beer i think it is too yeah um marquette to Holland to Alpina. It's too bad we didn't get paid by the mile for this pod. That would be nice. It wouldn't wouldn't be a nice little chunk of change. No kidding. Another uh, uh, can. Yep. Pint. 16 is always more than 12. So going into the not a big deal glass. I'm going back to the rust and spoke. Mackinac City, Michigan. Shout out. Hey, while I get the chance, I'm using this not a big deal glass as much as I can. That's right. You never know when that privilege will be pulled. 
Cheers. Cheers. All right, yeah, all right. That's um, I think the most traditional of the IPA taste of mm -hmm. the three that we've had tonight. Okay, so this is classified as a classic New England IPA. It's got Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe hops in there. And if I remember right, looking back on some of our other New England IPAs, that's a pretty standard um, hop recipe. Recipe, yeah. All right. Yeah, I, and there's no bourbon barrel taste in this one like okay. I, that I was getting in the last one, which wasn't obviously rated at 3.9. Didn't bother me at all, but right. Hey, kind of like a live look into our leader, uh, to our leaders, to our listeners. Uh, hey, NASCAR. Last night, another doubleheader at Dover, the Monster Mile. Last night, Denny Hamlin won. Today, Kevin Harvick won. Wow, shocker. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin have won every race this year, and then some. It, it, those two are the winners. But uh, Have you looked enough into it? Because does it have to do with the engine? I, I don't know. I'm not a NASCAR person, but I assume, you know, yeah, driving skill – you know, plays into it, et cetera, et cetera. But the well, machine yeah. has to have a right. lot of, is it kind of like, is it kind of like baseball or some of the other sports where you got the owners that are willing to pay the, the long dollar to get the players. And, and in the sense, if you have a driving team, you pay the long dollar to get the best engine and the best. Mechanics That's, I, don't, and the, I don't know. I mean, if my life does they have on one it, a lot if, if the, my life depended on it i could probably change the oil in my car i wouldn't guarantee the work but i could probably do it i can change a tire sure and that's about it but everything all the mod the modifications you know like the restrictor plate racing everybody's almost on the same level so some of it's dry I, but it's just weird like the same you know there's 15 guys that have absolutely no chance to win a race yeah or are these there, drivers just so ballsy nah, that they... I, you know, because, like, Kozlowski's, Kozlowski's a good driver, Logano's a good driver, Chase Elliott's a good driver, and yet I think Hamlin won for the fifth or sixth time last night, and then Harvick's win today made him the the circuit leader with six or seven wins. So right. out of... Tw 25 races those two guys have won 13 of them or whatever the, the numbers yeah. break down to be but um and then the indianapolis 500 which is typically run on memorial day weekend they finally ran it today and it was finished under caution <laughs> stupid that's dumb <laughs> why you you know i mean i the one right. thing about nascar i do like their overtime they call it the red uh the the white the green white checker finish because winning a race under caution is dumb but anyway, yeah. Okay. Uh, random question. What kind of cult would you like to start? Like all the listeners out there, I'm asking this to Mike, Mike and they're like, oh, Jesus, here we go. Right. I'm the, so I'm the, you're the cult I'm the leader. mastermind. I'm the, uh, you're the cult. I'm the Charles Manson of the bunch. Well, okay. I don't, I wouldn't associate Spe yeah. my cult necessarily. But well, anyway. but that, he was the mastermind of that cult. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, by the way, I was a little disappointed. I was on Epix. There was a series I'd never seen, uh, Helter Skelter, an American Myth, and it was two episodes. I'm assuming there's more to come, 
because they kind of left it out there dangling, but it was stuff that I had not seen before about the uh, Manson murders back in 69. But anyway, um, or, or that goes back what's to the guy in Guyanisburg, Johannesburg, Africa, uh, Jim Jones? So, yeah. so I'm not. I'm the Jim Jones or the Charles Manson or the David Koresh. I'm not sure. joining a cult. You're, I'm the leader. You are the cult leader. All right. Well, we do mark the pot explicit, but I don't want anybody to think I'm any more demented than I already am. So, in my my cult, we're not going to wear any mask, and the only it's going to be a sports themed, sports related. I mean, everybody in this cult is going to follow and work their fantasy teams you know we're not there's not going to be any owners of the fantasy team that you know right is there on draft day and then three weeks after the season you're trying to chase them down to collect their money what they owe and they started three guys in their lineup that were either dead or in prison for the last seven weeks of the season there's not going to be any of those people and it's going to be a revolving door of Baseball to football to hockey to baseball to football to hockey. Probably even intermingle some gambling in there. No. And, um, <laughs> and you know, plenty of uh, beer tastings. You know, will be uh, liberal with you know, and my uh, followers will bring in new selections what they found on the road. Sure. You know, hey Mike, this is what I brought. What do you, you do to your followers that don't bring in new selections, or what happens if they bring in a selection you've already tasted? Well, but I'm going to be a I'm going to be a, the leader that everybody loves and everything. I'll so you'll be let, benevolent. Yeah, I'll be just like, all right, you know, I've already had this, so I see you have Dak Prescott on your fantasy football team. You're going to trade me Dak Prescott for Cairo Santos, my kicker, <laughs> and they'll have to trade me Dak because they brought me a beer that I already right. had. So, okay. Um, but yeah, you're not, you're not going to hit him in the back of the nope, head with one of those no, little no souvenir vi- baseball no vi- bats. No, there'd be no violence. Okay. No, because those are collected. I collect those, so I don't want to hit them over the head and break it, because then I'll be out the collector's the piece. Okay. But, yeah, so, I mean, it'll be, it won't be all kumbaya, because, like, you know, when I'm going head-to-head with one of the, my followers, and they beat me, obviously I'm not going to, I won't have the power to fix games and shit. Right. So, you know, that, you know, I may actually have to even threaten to, you know, remove them from the cult when they, you know, like they beat me 117 to 66. Right. You know, like, you know, you, how, why did you start the winning lineup against me? I'm your leader, you know, so it might get a little tense and shit, but right. by and large, it'll be cordial beer drinking and sports. Okay. No mask. No masks. Okay. All right. So my cult. All right. I'm going to start with the dress. Because in any cult, you have to have a particular dress code. So in my dress code, you're going to have... uh, You can wear any pastel color shorts with a gray t-shirt that says, Better than most on the front, not as good as some on the back. Any color pastel shorts, gray t-shirt, better than most on the front, not as good as some on the back. All right. You got to have ankle-high black socks... And any any model of Crocs that you want, so you can have kind of the the casual, almost uh, formal Crocs, or you can have the the standard Crocs, but none of those little freaking stupid little pins or whatever in the Crocs. Can't have any of those in my cult. All right. Then 
Um, anybody that goes outside of the compound has to wear aviator sunglasses. All right, along with their uniform. Uh, the motto is, if you're a poser, you're a hoser, eh? Right. In reference yeah. to the Great White North. Uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. All right, so anyway, a mission statement to my cult. We strive to eliminate all those who pretend to be someone or something that they're not. Okay? That's our motto. For example, any reality show that is performed off of a script or even a rough script, everyone from the producer to the actors and actresses to the to the water boy, they get rounded up they give, they're given an orange jumpsuit and they're put on a deserted island somewhere in the South Pacific. Each person gets a mad magazine, one travel-sized tube of toothpaste, and a fishing pole. Okay? Just sur for survival purposes. Now, uh, well, another example. Actually, now, with the Crocs, you have to wear. Some may actually look at the orange jumpsuit on the desert island as a reward rather than a punishment, just so just so they don't, don't have, have to wear the, the Crocs. Yeah, just so you don't have to have. Well, the that's Crocs up to on. them. I mean, that's a personal decision. Whatever they choose is fine. I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. You know, another example of a cohort that would probably be probably be in jeopardy of uh, my cult would be politicians. So any politician right. that would pretend to be someone they're not or something they're not would be in jeopardy and would be wearing the orange jumpsuit on an island in the middle of the South Pacific, reading their mad magazine while they're fishing for food. Another example would be um, anybody that's at a bar or a party uh, who lies about um, their career or their accomplishments or anything like that, ghost them. They're gone. They disappear. They're on that island. Now, some might say, well, that's a little harsh, Dave. Now, if someone says a white lie and gets caught by one of my cult members, uh, if it's just a white lie to try to, like, smooth things over or try to not create conflict, um, it'll just be a $10,000 fine, and that's how we'll make money to pay for the compound and, you know, right. the pastel cock. Uh, kind of like a kangaroo court. Yeah, okay, in the yeah. sure, something like that. So that would be that would be along the lines of my cult. All right, so is I, that something you'd want to join, Mike? Actually, like I, said, I was just thinking, it's like if we're gonna put, I honestly think that my cult is more of a, people would want to join your cult. Well, that's what I was gonna think. say. My my cult, I think, is more like the Delta House <laughs> in Animal House, where whereas your your cult is where uh, Niedermeyer. Right, his his fraternity is the Niedermeyer. You know, thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have right. another? And you know, my cult is more you know like the right. You know, you know the Blutarskis of the world. Sure. And you know, when the Germans yeah, bombed Pearl Harbor. Yep. And yeah. Don't stop him. He's rolling. Zero point <laughs> zero. All right. But uh. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, because your rules are a little strange. Like I said, I I probably couldn't. Join your cult simply based on the Crocs alone. Right. I'd probably have to be out. Well, I've had, you know, they're coming out. I, the reason I say that is they're coming out with some non-Croc-like brand Crocs. So you could. Yeah, They're very fine. comfortable. They're good for your feet. All right. Yeah. Great shoes. Anyway. What if they'll pay us for that ad? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. We'll, we'll look them up. We'll call the Croc people. So, um, um, uh, any, so looking forward. 
uh, I think because of, there was some NFL news, uh, we're not going to go into the whole um, the ten teams that were affected by the false positives. I think that's going to end up being a you know that's going to be a lab error or something. I don't I don't know if that's going to end up being a thing. So Excuse that'll me. be the end of that mention. You the listeners, you guys can read about that in the next couple days. But talk about what we're planning on doing with NFL in the next week or two. All right. Um, so if there's a false positive, is there a true negative? That's yeah, a great just, question, Mike. Yeah, the whole thing. In, uh, That's appara- a third tasting question. Apparently, um, the false positives are so extreme, the Bears announced that they were going above and beyond for precautionary measures, that their 9.30 Sunday morning practice was pushed back to 1.30 oh in the God. afternoon. Oh. So, I mean... The false positive had a four-hour effect on the Bears. Oh, it's like because that's that's awesome. So um, yeah. Anyway, what I was thinking about we would do because tis the season, and you know the Chiefs had fans at their practice the other day. I did not read that. Really, yep. oh. they, had, they had a nice. limited number of practice for select season ticket holders, and the season is right now. Knock on wood is still Thursday, September tenth, which means in normal times this is fantasy football draft season so i was thinking either episode 37 or 38 because 38 would actually be labor day weekend which is right before the start of the season you and i are going to draft a team and we're not going to bore the listeners with an extensive 15 round you know it's, it'll be or we'll you know, draft we'll, them and we'll yeah, tell we'll, the yeah, listeners we'll what a, we we'll drafted. flip a coin sure the winner of the toss gets first pick you know, it will just go back and forth. You, know, you will need, let's say, a quarterback, two running backs, two receivers. There will be no kickers, no defense, no special teams. The scoring system will be pretty basic. You know, six points for all touchdowns and maybe four bonus points for 100 yards rushing, receiving. Something along those yeah, lines. Something, yeah, something very simple. And then listeners can – they wouldn't be part of the draft, obviously, because this isn't a live pod. But they could text, email their team in. Right. And, you know. Oh, there we go. That'd be great. And we'll do a running yearly total, you know. So I, I anticipate it'll be, it will probably be a two-man league with the res, with the response that we get from our listeners. It'll be me and you, and that's it. Yeah. But anyway, it'll be fun me and you competing because, as you've seen by my ice picks, I can't fucking win anything. So <laughs> you could draft um, Eric Kramer and still probably beat me. So, for our listeners, though, we just spent some money, and we have swag. Yes, so we do. anybody yep. that, that texts in or emails in or tweets in, um, you know, we've got some free stuff for you, some free uh, flights right. football and, and, and anything else. And we won't, I won't let the cat out of the bag, but in 2020, it's a pretty prominent piece. So, I'll let you guys try to figure it out, what that is. All right. So... Be looking forward to that. You want to rate this beer? Yes, I do. You're right. first, though. I am first. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I like this a lot. I like the Hazy Hiker a little bit more. So I am going to, like you said, it's getting really hard because we've, so <laughs> we've rated over a we've rated over a hundred beers, and 
I rated the Hazy Hiker at 4.00. I'm going to rate this one at 3.99. Wow. All right. Well, here's where we differ a little bit. I actually preferred Dad Shoes to the Hazy Hiker. Is it four-point worthy? Let me have one more drink here to determine if it is four-point worthy. So we're, we're almost going to flip-flop selection two and selection three. You, It was three, nine, four, three point nine for me, four for you on number two. Yep. You're going 3.99. And I will give Dad Shoes the illustrious 4.00 rating. But three very solid selections tonight. It almost yep. is getting Agreed. a little disappointing, I think, every once in a while. I mean, but I don't know. How do you pick a bad beer? I, I guess mean, we go into the we go into the coolers, and if a beer says, like, shit in a bottle, you know. Or, like, there's, like, six beer. inches of dust on it or something, because it's, yeah. like, I mean, there's there's something to be said for the pod when it's, like, oh, oh, God, you know, like the old uh, right. Hazel's Nuts. I mean, you know, who can forget Hazel's Nuts in I, your mouth? I will <laughs> never forget Hazel's Nuts. Uh Anything else? Any parting thoughts, Dave? Uh, don't eat yellow snow. All right, well, we got a few months to wait on that, but sure. it's a good tip to remember if you can remember it months from now. But as I look down into my pint glass here from the rusted smoke, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home but you got to get the heck up out of here.